So the question is, how do women like us, age 50 plus, and dealing with high blood pressure, high blood sugars, and rising cholesterol levels, how do we keep our health numbers under control while we're trying to squeeze all the goodness we can from our life? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. Join me as I uncover the secrets of living a plant-based lifestyle, including how to avoid taking medicine simply by eating whole foods, shed the extra fluff around your middle without being hungry or joining a gym, make big lifestyle changes even if you think you have no willpower, eat food you love with no portion control. Let's get your doctor to say, wow, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. All this without meds or restrictive dieting. I'm Robin Wong, and welcome to No Pills, No Hunger. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to No Pills, No Hunger. This is Robin Wong. I'm so glad you're here. Hope you're having a great day, uh, the day after 4th of July. And uh, yeah, I hope you had a great holiday, for sure. Hope you did. Uh, my carrot dogs were a hit, as was I my black bean uh, brownies. Yes, I followed it up with some a sweet treat. So uh, yeah, great day had by all with family. And uh, we're going to plunge ahead with uh, the intuitive eating principles. And I'm hoping that uh, the holiday didn't throw you too off schedule with keeping your numbers in the safe zone, right? I know sometimes we're celebrating with family and friends and you might not be in control of your food and uh you know it's it's one day all right so just know that today can be a better day if your numbers were not in the safe spot that you want them to be so uh kind of pay attention to them today and get back on track and uh, just know that that's possible and uh keep you know making better choices today so this um Intuitive eating principle six is to discover the satisfaction factor. And this is a big one because, well, they're all big. I say that with each one, but this one is sometimes we eat without really paying attention to what's going to satisfy us, right? We um, don't take into account uh, all the aspects of satisfaction. And this is true. Um, you know, we eat out of habit a lot, right? We've been kind of looking at that. What are um, ideas are about eating and our, um, you know, the rules we have around eating, especially if we've been dieters before. And so we eat things um, without realizing, are they going to satisfy us? And and how do they satisfy us? And I remember this, I had a, a client that I was like, oh, well, we could do, you know, this, I forget what the food was. And she's like, yeah, I can, I can learn to like that. I'll keep, I can gag it down. And I'm like, no, 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 no. This is not one of the, there's so many other foods you could choose that are good for you. We're not going to force you to eat something you, you don't enjoy. I mean, that's, you're missing the point. And so, um, you know, I do encourage you though, if you, there's a food you don't like, um, maybe try it cooked a different way. Um, an example is my husband is told me he didn't like Brussels sprouts. Right. And so I'm like, okay, so I avoided cooking them. And then I, I actually enjoyed Brussels sprouts roasted. And so I roasted some and, um, with other vegetables. And when he tried them that way, he liked them a lot. Okay. So the way he'd had them prepared before he didn't care for, but 
roast, you know, roasted and cooked a different way and, and not, you know, um, seasoned a different way he actually really enjoyed. So, you know, maybe retry a food and see if it's something you like. But with my client, you know, she knew she didn't, well, I forget what the food was, darn it. Um, she knew she didn't like it and, but it was a diet food. And so she felt like she had to eat it. So she would force herself to gag it down. I'm like, no, we're not, no, that you're missing the satisfaction flavor. You're just, um, eating this to lose weight and, and, or, or what you think is going to help you lose weight. And you're missing the opportunity to really feel satisfied at a meal. So I just want you to think about that, the satisfaction factor. And so, you know, honestly, if there was no satisfaction involved with eating, eating could be really tedious because we have to do it so many times a day, right? So it would be more of a chore. And for some of you, it might be more of a chore uh, than it is uh, satisfying or enjoyable. And I can, I know it can become that way, especially if it's very mechanical with having to check blood sugars and having to count carbs and having to really, um, it becomes a chore. And so when you go plant-based, and this is, I think, what's been so wonderful with my clients, when they start really uh, addressing the root cause of their diabetes um, and cut out the saturated fats, and then the world of foods open up to them, and they're not having to really worry about their carbohydrate intake as much, okay? They're, They're watching what spikes them, but foods that they were off the list that they enjoy are now back on. And the big one is potatoes, how people with diabetes are told not to eat potatoes. And I have many clients who, if they change how they cook them and they take out all the fat off of them and, you know, the the butter and the sour cream and all those things, and they can make mashed potatoes or, you know, or they eat the different, the waxier potatoes um, and roast them. It's a, it's a method they're able to eat them and not have the spikes and still have the satisfaction of eating a potato. And the same was true with, um, you know, eating a sandwich. I had a client that said, I just some, want to tell myself I can have a sandwich sometimes. It's like, okay, well, let's see how we can do that. Let's take the cheese off it and the meat off it and make a nice veggie sandwich sandwich with hummus and on whole grain bread. And it was really satisfying for her. She tasted the flavors more and we put on some roasted, um, bell red bell pepper and some different things and lots of veggies and the crunch and the bread and it was very enjoyable and she was able to eat her sandwich again that's my point so the satisfaction level was there right so you know so many things go into uh satisfaction and you know these sensory considerations are what i want you to think about and that's what feeds into the satisfaction so you know what what is the taste you're searching for is it um savory, sweet, salty, buttery, rich, bitter, tart, smoky, uh, hot and spicy, bland, mild, you know, I mean, there's all different, people just think it's sweet, sour, you know, salty, and it's those few, but there's a lot of other things that go into it. And so it's really nailing that down and finding out what that food is for for you. Because, you know, in um, intuitive eating, we want you to eat a, a range of foods, and so nothing's really off limit, limit because you're learning to eat to your your um, all these different levels of satisfaction and emotional. Um, are you feeling? You know, are you eating out of your emotions or out of hunger? And what are what are you feeding? Is actually what are you feeding? Are you feeding physical hunger, emotional hunger, mental hunger? You know, all those things. And so um, when you start becoming in tune with this, 
it makes choosing the right food um, easier and it makes you it allows you to to um, really uh, hone in on what it is you want and so there's no overeating and so you have this trust with food that okay this is going to fuel you know fuel me and feed me in a way that's satisfactory and appealing and I'm not I'm going to eat the right amount okay that's where it all it all kind of comes together so when you're thinking of um, certain tastes you know just really pay attention to that it's sort of like asking questions it's like um what what is it about this food i want is it just salt i have a sister who really likes salt and it's like well um is it the crunchy salty stuff like pickles or popcorn with salt on it or you know what is it there's other you know other foods that have salt on them that might be um what you you prefer so and then the next question would be is texture I know texture is a big thing for a lot of people, especially with emotional eating, right? So it's like, um, is it the smooth, silky foods like pudding and ice cream that you want? Or is it um, the crunch, the crunchiness, you know, that you really enjoy? I enjoy crunchy foods like, you know, I just do. And so that sometimes is very um, appealing. Uh, it could be chips or it could be a carrot, right? Those are both crunchy. It could be, um, you know... Uh, or it even be, could be lettuce is crunchy, right? So it's like crunch comes in many different forms. It doesn't always have to be the chips and the, the snack foods, okay? Um, and so uh, what about um, the aromas? Are they appealing? So think about that. So have you ever been out and about and you walk by a bakery and you smell the fresh bread baking, right? And your salivary glands start kind of going. You're like, ah, oh, all of a sudden you start feeling hunger pangs and all that. And so... What is it? Is it coffee in the morning? Is it bread? Is it, uh, you know, fish on the grill? What is it for you that, you know, those aromas that are appealing? Um, I can tell you if I am cooking, um, I usually, you know, usually start a lot of my recipes at night with garlic and um, onion. And I, I saute them in vegetable broth or water. And people can come to the door and say, oh, it smells good in here. Haven't cooked anything else yet, right? But for them, you know, that's it means dinner's on the way. So, um, and temperature, that's a big one. You know, I, I kind of discounted temperature for a long time. Uh, and I really, I had a friend once that we went to a raw foods restaurant, okay? And uh, I mean, she didn't, she wasn't vegan or, or into that, but she was taking me there thinking to try it out, you know? And so I had never been to an actual raw foods restaurant. And so she didn't know much about it, which I did. And she said then she ordered a... Um, like a, a enchilada or something like that. And when it came, <laughs> came to the plate, the, the table, she's like, she leans there, she's like, oh, my food is cold. It's cold. Should I send it back? I go, no, this is a raw foods restaurant. She's like, this is just weird. She had the hardest time enjoying her food. And she didn't enjoy it at all because in her mind, this meal should be warm. It should be hot, right? And she, she was really looking forward to a hot meal um, and so I, I really realized, yeah, you're right. There's so much that goes in with, um, you know, temperature makes a big difference with how you enjoy your meal sometimes. And so that was like one of my first, a turning point for me is like, I realized that sometimes I really do en enjoy for lunch, heating up leftovers and making them warm versus a, a cold sandwich or getting a hot sandwich, versus, you know, or hot soup, especially when the temperature outside is cold. But so think about that. 
what is that for you? Um, that is another thing, and that it contributes to your satisfaction. Uh, another big one is the the appearance, and I learned this lesson when I was in Japan, and I would I learned from um, some of my host moms the beauty of the food. If you feed the eyes, you also feed the stomach, right? And their food is so beautiful, and they put so much effort into making it beautiful. And it really does make a difference. So if you think of a plate, and this is where I learned colors and, and textures, right? Um, they make a big difference on how you, your satisfaction levels. So if you look at a food, a plate, you know, and it's colorful, and you see the different textures, um, it's so enticing, right? And so that's where you, I, it, and it's so much easier to, and you eat a rainbow of foods. Not only is that good for you to get all these different vitamins and minerals and nutrients, uh, it's also, you know, from a standpoint of satisfaction. And so even when they would spread out their foods and all the different shapes and sizes and colors and textures and aromas, oh, it's just, it was, you start eating before you ever start eating. That's the point. I mean, you're eating with, you know, your, your nose and your eyes, and then you start tasting the foods. And so it really does, it's, it's the whole experience that adds to the satisfaction. And I think as in the U.S., um, we've gotten so busy and we um, eat fast food, you know, that's this, it's, it's not satisfying in those, in those realms. And even when you go to France, I mean, they, um, you know, they sit in and savor their food, right? We eat on the run a lot. Think about it. I mean, I'm guilty of this too, eating in the car, grabbing something as you're running out the door. And so it doesn't surprise me that we're not satisfied and we're not um, full and we're not, all these other senses are not fed is the point, okay? And that's what I'm trying to make is that, that there's these other senses that need to be fed. And then, you know, you talk about, um, you know, just the volume of food, uh, that's kind of the last quality to examine. And it's like, um, it's what's experienced in your stomach, um, rather than through your senses. So how full do you feel, feel right? It's like, you know, um, I know if I eat a big salad or vegetables with a lot of fiber, I feel full and satisfied, um, you know, pretty quickly and it feels good. I feel like, oh, I had a really good meal. Um, and so sometimes when you eat foods that don't have that fiber, if you're eating meat and dairy and foods, with, you know, oily, those don't, they're not satisfying in, in the volume sense. It takes more of them to actually fill you up. Okay. And so um, just keep that in mind. And with diabetes, fiber is your friend. It helps, you know, the slow, the blood glucose release in your, in your, um, so you don't, so you avoid the spikes. So just keep that in mind. So, that is sort of the discovering the satisfaction factor, the principle six of intuitive eating. And it's really um, to start becoming aware of those other senses and try to incorporate them into, um, you know, uh, into your eating because it really does uh, fill you up in a different way. And it affects, you know, um, how much you eat, what your choice of foods are, and really how satisfying they are if you're meeting all these different sensory needs. And so, and that's really sort of the hub, so to speak, of intuitive eating is to become, you know, um, the satisfaction is in the middle 
And if you think of all these different um, principles that we're talking about as the spokes to the outside, you know, you have, um, you know, this discovering satisfaction, you have feel your fullness and you have the uh, challenge of food police. And there's all these components that feed into overall satisfaction, right? And that's where your trust with food, your relationship with food changes. And so I hope you can kind of visualize that because that's where we're going with this. And I, I, you know, until you can put all the components in there, that satisfaction might be missing. And that's kind of what we're going for. So, all right. Anyway, I hope you have a great day. Enjoy. If you have the day off, enjoy it. Um, and I will be back tomorrow and keep trying to choose more um, foods, you know, from the plant kingdom, uh, you know, legumes, whole grains, fruits and vegetables, uh, things in season, coming into season right now. We're so lucky to have so many uh, choices and that make eating um, really easy right now, you know, without even having to cook much. So, uh, yeah, I hope you have a great day. Thank you for tuning in today. I know there's about a million ways you can spend your time, and I really do appreciate that you spent some time with me. Thank you. If you got something out of this episode and know someone who would also appreciate it, make sure to share it with them. We are all trying to get healthier in order to live well, and you can show them you care about their health by sharing the, these messages. Want to start improving your health today? One place I like to start with clients is breakfast since morning habits are the easiest to build. That's why I created a guide called Three Breakfasts to Lower Blood Sugars, which includes easy, delicious recipes for my favorite meals to start the day. Pick it up today for free at page.nutritionwithrobinrdn.com forward slash guide, or click the link for Three Breakfasts to Lower Blood Sugar in the show notes. Thanks again, and see you in the next episode.